Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Boy, we ended that podcast quick yesterday, but we get so wound up behind things that sometimes we just want to keep going. And boy, I enjoyed uh, Stephanie just sharing a testimony. You know, sometimes when we share testimonies, it's great what God has done in our life and things that are happening. But Stephanie, sometimes we share testimonies about what an angry person can do in a life, and it's not good. And I I thank God you talked about that yesterday. Now, today we picked a new word, and that word is debt. And word is debt. We're going to see a little bit about that as we continue to go on. And uh, when I hear the word debt, when it comes to my mind, I often think of, you know, Christ paying the debt for me uh, and uh, things of that nature. And But also debt. We know people that perpetually use debt. It's almost like a God to them. You know, I can get a new car every year. I can do this. I can do that. I can pay later. You know, that's the that's the scam. When I was growing up, everything was pay later. Buy now, pay later. No payments until January. Well, the longer you wait for those car payments, the longer it's going to ta- take you to pay off that car. But also debt enslaves people. It made indentured servants throughout history where you had to go work for somebody because you couldn't pay it off. Debt, get, you can spend so much on debt, you don't pay people back. That's where recession and depression come from is banks. aren't being paid back. I mean, debt can take you to a bad place. And the Bible teaches us in Psalm 37, one of my favorite Psalms, uh, even though 34 is my definite favorite, maybe 23. I don't know. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. But the wicked borroweth. So it's talking that, you know, wicked people borrow, but I know some of us have to borrow to buy a home and some of us have to borrow to buy a car and stuff. We're really not aiming at that. Um, but the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. So I, I think I want to look at debt from my side, Stephanie. I'll give you some some conversation or a spot here to talk and share with us your thought. But debt can go to a really bad place. Debt's great. I mean, you can go out, a veteran, go out and get a VA loan. Some folks can go to farmers, and it's almost the same thing as a VA loan. If they don't have a bunch of money, but there's different loan organizations that can help people get in their first home, even non-military people and things of that nature, we get that. You know, it's a lot better to be paying a mortgage payment than rent because you're paying one or the other. We get that. Uh, But some people take debt to a place that's crazy. And they owe people and they can't pay off people. I think bankruptcy is a terrible crime. I know some people have to go through it and they repent of that. But I think that's something that we can see coming, really, if we pray about it and we look at it and we say, boy, I can't afford that. You know, maybe... Maybe I shouldn't buy that $60,000 Dodge Challenger. Maybe I should buy that $25,000 Hyundai. You know? Yeah. I mean, I... I hate to say that, you know, I have a friend of mine years ago, he, his wife got a, uh, Honda Civic and, um, he bought one of these, you know, snazzy fast run cars. He's on his fourth car and his wife still got that Honda Civic. So what do you think? Mm -hmm. What are you thinking of debt, Stephanie? What do you think of when you hear that word debt? 
Well, I think of bondage and slavery. You know, it's that idea of um, obviously, you know, when you're buying a house and things, it's it's going to be pretty unlikely that you can completely avoid having to have a mortgage um, once in a while that may happen. But that's that's not going to be the norm. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with how we teach our kids from early on. Um, are we teaching them? Okay, um, we save our money for for that set of Legos and um, Joe. One of my sons, the, my 14-year-old, who's the, the mini version of Doug as far as being goofy, um, he, he's, a Lego, he's a Lego fanatic. Um, he just, he loves building the sets. Um, he watches, it's almost like he's got this whole system. He watches for when a set that he's had for a while becomes a collector's item kind of set. And he'll watch the price climb and then he'll sell it. I mean, he's got like this whole system. And um so he was saving for these Lego sets by selling other Lego sets. Yeah. And um, so they were released at the end of this last week, some brand new Lego sets he was watching. And he asked me if he could go ahead and buy them off the Lego website. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, I am not dishing out. It was a large amount of money. And I was like, I am not dishing out that money for Legos. And he's like, oh, no, mom. He's like, I've got the cash. And he did. Wow. Um. He totally, in cash, paid me back immediately for those Legos. And that's how I like it to be just trying to teach my kids. Um, if it's something like that, you know, I'll buy necessities for them. But for stuff that's their own, it's like, if you want this, you're going to work to get it. Um, Christmas gifts. We love to do buddy gifts at Christmas time. So um, it was so sweet. They had some money given to them over the weekend. And Caleb was hilarious because um, he told the pastor, he said, I'm going to save this for Christmas. And then he goes, because my brothers like expensive gifts. And you can picture Caleb saying that. Oh, did they get money again this year? They did. And uh, yes, they did. And so so to, to see them learning to save money, to not spend it so that they have money to give as gifts because I'm trying to teach them it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so that they learn the joy of giving. Um, Sam, you can guess what Sam said. He, he goes to the pastor and he says, I am going to save this money and put it in my account for my future. And I thought the pastor was, I mean, he got the, you know, he was trying to be real serious because Sam was so serious, but, um, I like to see that in my kids and it's fine if they want to spend some of their money. I'm, I'm totally great with that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be a Nazi with you have to save all that you got, but to teach them that if it's worth saving for, then it's worth buying. If it's not worth saving for, then it's really not something you should be spending money on. Mm. And so, and that, that, that should apply through adulthood because that's what makes for a responsible human being versus I could care less if I have to declare bankruptcy someday. That attitude leads to destruction. Yeah. Yeah. So who was it? Was it Samuel Clements, Mark Twain that said the devil dances in empty pockets? I mean, they even did a country Western song about it a few years later. Uh, But let me tell you, the devil loves debt. 
The love, the yeah. devil loves us going out and getting a credit card and to buy everything and to do everything and to, I mean, the devil loves that. And so here we go. We continue on in the 22nd proverb and uh, we're actually on verse number 25 today and happy Friday to all you folks. We're so glad to be out here with you. And the, the Bible says, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to the soul. And uh, the idea there is it's, it's foolish to make a friendship uh, you know, going back to that previous verse with that angry man, or you can learn his ways. Mm-hmm. So, and it can be a snare. We talked about that word snare. You get stuck. There's nowhere out to go, but go through that trial. Well, you know, what's better than uh, that going through that trial is knowing ahead of time that I don't need to be part of this. I don't yeah. need to do that. That's not what I want to do. That's not a good idea. And uh, yeah. so so God's word's pretty clear on this. And I know that went with yesterday's podcast, which was verse number 24, make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man, thou shall not go because you don't, you know, unless you learn his ways, what we were talking about yesterday, you can become part of that. Anger spreads. And, uh, and the Bible tells us that anger is in the bosom of fools and and so you could be snared, uh, Stephanie, if you learn their ways, you can be stuck in that yeah. snare. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And understanding that, um, understanding that a snare is very serious. Um, you can, it's, I, I know there's different kinds of snares, but the kind of snare that's always fascinated me is the one that once you get in, if you try to back out, it will kill you if you if you if you put a limb in and you try to pull that limb in limb out. It will pull that limb will have to be taken. You know, animals that stick a limb in they they lose that limb to get out of that snare. Um, and there's some snares where you can go through it to get out. In other words, to to put it in Christian terms, it's like you get into it, you make the wrong decision, you have to go through the problem, you have to go through the consequences. The, 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 you know what I'm saying? The effects of making that choice, <laughs> but sometimes you can't get out of it. And we, Charles and I, when we were married, um, and this has heavily been on my mind, I'm just going to be honest. We were in a snare for a long time. Yeah. And we discovered that trying to back out of it was impossible. Yeah, there's no way to become friends and live a healthy life inside the trap. Yeah, no, and so to, so to learn that um, going through that valley to get out of that snare was hard, it was painful, it had ripple effects that I deal with to this day. Charles is in heaven, praise the Lord. Um, but that's how a snare works. Once you get into it, you're stuck. You will not come out of a snare the same way you went in, no matter what. That's right. And so it's very serious. And so when you look at a situation that's shady, discernment from God is key. And if God throws up warning signs, and I've told you this so many times, how did I miss warning signs? Well, because I chose to ignore them. And that's just the blunt, honest truth. And so so if God gives you a warning sign, Heed it. Pay attention. Yeah. If, it, if the spirit prompts you to do something different, follow his leading because he, the Lord Jesus has your best interest at heart. Let me tell you, human beings don't always have your best interest at heart. That's right. And 
especially flatterers. Flatterers are experts at leading you in right into a snare. And after you're caught in the net, they'll laugh their heads off. That's right. Hey, Stephanie, we got to run over and uh, give these radio stations just a minute. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for hanging in there with us. And, and, uh, you know, Stephanie's talking about how we can get snared. She was just wrapping that up and Stephanie, I don't want to stop you. I know you were coming to the end. I was going to hang with you, but the time just kept on going by. No, you're totally good. Yeah. Okay. And so we see there, we got to be careful. And these people, these folks, these angry people, they'll bring you in. They'll make you one of them. Yeah. It's almost like it's a goal of theirs. Hey, I'm an angry loser that nobody likes. So I got to bring other people with me. And, but uh, they don't look angry when they're drawing you. In oh, no, That's no. That's very interesting. So, you know, it, it's like, you know, it's life's not like a cartoon where the bad guy always looks bad, you know? No. Nope. Uh, and it's, it's not like Hallmark movies where the uglier guy always loses the girl and the new guy comes along and is beautiful, handsome, has tons of money, was lying to her so she wouldn't know about his father's $17 billion company. Yeah. I, you know, I'm telling you, yeah. man, Hallmark Channel, they, they're hard on relationships, man. Everybody breaks up there for a better look in person but here we are on verse number 26 <laughs> yeah be thou nice yeah single people should try to get on hallmark movies you'll have a halfway decent looking boyfriend or girlfriend and then halfway through the movie you'll find out he's been a liar and you'll meet a rich guy who's hiding his richness and oh, uh, and then yep. at christmas time you'll show up at the biggest mansion you've ever seen in your life and be led in by english servants but here we are <laughs> on verse number 26 and the mom's gonna love you she's not miserable at all but be not thou one of them it says in verse number 20 it's hard to get off the hallmark theme now be not thou one of them that strike hands or of them that are sureties for debts and you know the idea whenever you see that sureties uh, you're automatically talking about taking on someone's money, taking on a loan. Uh, you know, don't be one of those that shakes hands with a pledge that, uh, uh, you know, that's in the old days, they used to say strike hands, but it's, mm -hmm. it's a re really a dangerous thing to, you know, be a cosigner or to be a surety to someone's debt. It's you know, you could have your land seized. You could, you can lose money over being a cosigner for somebody. And you yeah. could, you know, they could come after your house. I mean, it's not a good thing. And the Bible saying, well, think about that. Now I, I co-signed for, uh, both my son's first loans. I co-signed for, uh, Doug's first loan, which was a car and Daniel's first loan, which is a car. And I believe they both haven't paid off, but, um, uh, that's different. What we're talking here is someone comes up, man, I got this great business opportunity, Stephanie, you know, uh, uh, go ahead and, and, uh, give me 2000 bucks and co-sign for this loan for 80,000 that we need a $2,000 down payment. So you're responsible for all this debt, but man, we're going to make a lot of money. And God's saying, eh, it doesn't work like that. What do you think it's Stephanie? I, I, I really agree. Um, I, I'm helping, you know, helping Daniel with his first car. He's paying it off. Amen. Um, so he, and he's, I mean, my hat's off to him. He's more than on time with his payments. He's more than um, responsible with all of that. And he's paying for all the upkeep and all of that. Um, but if, if somebody, if somebody is that um, irresponsible in life that they need you to co-sign on something, um, and I'm not talking about one of your kids. I'm talking just a person out there 
be leery. What's the purpose here? And I think it's very interesting that Solomon says, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? It's like, do you really want to lose? Do you really want, this is how I read it, a foreclosure on your house for that idiot? I mean, is that really how you want to live your life? See, idiot was the word she didn't use before she met me either. So it continues on with her vocabulary. Sorry, Don. You know, Stephanie's dead. Sorry. Uh Sorry, brother. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I reserve that for podcasts, mo- ma- podcasts, and then there's a few, you know, other people. Well, that I, I happen to know that your for. favorite mechanic and friend, Mr. Kagan, listens and your favorite dad listens. So I'm oh, just boy. apologizing to them up front. Okay. For, uh, for your influence. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. But let's throw that. <laughs> I think that other verse has, has goes right along with it. So let's throw that in there. That verse 27, Stephanie, if thou has nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? So, yeah. and, and you know, this is important verses because people with PTSD, they want everything right now. They want everything, you know, they want to fill their house. They want to have this, they, you know, that hypervigilance and stuff like that. You know, th- doesn't the world, we just want everything today. But the Bible reminds us that, especially back in biblical times, that, that they could come take everything away from you. I remember years ago, I was reading about the Great Depression, and the only thing they let people take was their blankets and pillows. They'd take back yeah. the house if they owed money and stuff like that. And there were people, you know, we remember the Dust Bowl and before that. But you, you see pictures of people carrying what's left of them, maybe an old mattress, maybe something that people, and they'd sell away yeah. what was left in the house. The only thing you left with was yeah. your, uh, you know, your spouse and your kids. And you, you were stuck walking down the road. And, and the Bible's reminding us uh, all that can happen. You know, back then you could lose that all. You could even take the bed from underneath you and sell it uh, because you owed the money. Now, we don't go that extreme today, but it is good. And God's given us a reminder here that we don't need everything in five minutes. That that life is, you know, a it's slow sometimes. You know, you don't get everything overnight. I mean, we we had the same furniture when Debbie and I first got married. We we actually had bought a couch, a love seat, and a chair, you know, a recliner uh, when we owned our very first house. And I think it was 15 years later before that changed. We're the type of people, we basically own cars for 10, 12 years. Uh, you know, we, we put a ton of miles and we try to. You know, that can change. But I'm just saying all this uh, so that I can somehow point to what God's word, I think, is saying to us, Stephanie, and you can help us with this. But there's a stark reminder here. There's a very sharp reminder that we don't need everything. Uh, that, yeah. you know, you know, meet your significant other, uh, get married, and, and just let God slowly build things together. Uh, if you're out on your own, you don't need everything immediately. That's yeah. how all these get rich quick things come out. That's on all these things we've been talking about today, praying on the poor. These, you know, everybody wants to play the lottery. Everybody wants to go to casinos. Everybody wants to bet $10 and get 10 million or whatever the case may be. And everybody chases that elusive lottery. Someone just made 104 million or 120. I don't know. The big lottery, mega bucks or something just paid off millions and millions or billion, $1.2 million, something like that. And then someone came out and said, yeah, but he's having to pay $400 million. Well, give it to me. I'll take the $800 million. But here's the thing, Stephanie, that we need to remember is we answer not only to our lenders, we answer to God. And are we doing what's best? And tell us about this, Stephanie. What are you thinking about this whole debt thing? Well, I mean, like I said earlier, I think it's a very unwise thing to be involved in, in letting, you know, co-signing with people 
um, partnering, partnering with them, so to speak, in terms of committing to pay their bills for them. Um, because most likely that's not going to end well. No. And, um, I've honestly never heard of a situation. I'm not talking between a parent and a child. I'm talking situations right. between where it's ended friendships, where it's, you know, people have befriended so many people. stories about that. Yeah. yeah where, where somebody has befriended someone else to steal them blind this way. Um, and so it's, it's very, very important to understand that if, if someone's putting pressure on you to co-sign on a house or co-sign on a car or co-sign on anything like that, look at these verses and ask God what he wants you to do. And I am almost guaranteeing you the answer is going to be warning flags going off everywhere. And that's probably not a person you really want to count as a very close friend. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I, and, and, and that's where it's at. And folks, this almost sounds a little bit de depression settles in or sounds a little depressed to have to talk about these things, but this is important to God, how we manage the, what he gives us or gives through us and, and how we do those things is important to God. And yeah. I think being an example of stewardship, of doing the right thing, you know, of giving to God. And, and I've seen people who've cut out their tithing so they could buy a new car. Oh uh, my. Yeah, I, I've known people, I used to have people get on me and say, don't you realize for what you're paying for your kids to go to Christian school, you could be driving a new pickup truck and a Cadillac. And, uh, you know, but we make decisions, you know, there is stewardship in life. And, you know, when my kids' Christian schools were ended, I didn't have a depreciating car. I had kids that, you know, probably had one or 200 verses memorized and, uh, and had a good, hopefully a good background in there. But what, I, and I'm not, picking on any schools or anything now i'm just saying we make choices and mm -hmm. debt is real and debt can bring you down and boy debt can you know the devil dancers as samuel clement said that mark twain the devil dances in empty pockets somebody even i don't know if he said it just like that but that was a country song that came out 100 years after he said it but this is what i think is when your pockets are empty the devil loves that yeah the devil wants us to be in a position where we can't feed our families yeah where we let people down and don't pay our bills Yes. We, well, we, yeah, that's where he wants us. Well, and, and good people. I mean, I've had to watch this and, um, when you're trying to help what I've learned in the ministry is that sometimes when you're trying to help people out, they will take advantage of you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. to understand that it's one thing to sacrifice for the Lord in the sense of, okay, God, this is your money. I'm investing it in a person. And so um, if it's lost, as far as, you know, that person maybe doesn't grow the way you thought they would or they don't change, it's still okay because you gave it to the Lord and you still invest it in a person. But when, but when you're dealing with a situation where it's things, where it's stuff, where it's, where it's not a person that's being invested in, be very, very careful and be wise and where you put your money because God's giving you that he's stewarded that to you. And so don't blindly out of general, out of a generous heart, maybe out of a very good, good, well-meaning heart, um, turn your money over in a sense to people by co-signing or going into contracts yeah. where you're going to be stolen. And by. Hey, Stephanie, here we are again, up against our time, but she's got that absolutely right. And, uh, you know, with God, there's no get rich schemes. It's trusting him, working yeah. hard and, 
and uh, and just believing in what God tells us and his precepts. Listen, listen to every word Brother Eric has to say. We can do anything to help you. Find us in Helpful Wounded Spirits. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Make sure you come back and hey, with that smile that only God can give you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.